is what happens in Israel important? To answer your question about Israel, yes, I do believe that Israel plays a pivotal role in, without a doubt here in, in the days that we're living in right now uh, in, in every aspect you could possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of prophecy uh, in the Bible relating to what happens in, in the Middle East in general and Israel specifically. Uh, why is so much of world events tied to the tiny country of Israel? You know, that's a good question, Daniel. And, uh, you know, as far as why there's so much uh, tied around it, uh, I know there's a lot of things that, you know, that I've examined over the years and I've evolved even in my own thinking uh, in the way these prophecies are playing out right now. Uh, right down to even Damascus being destroyed, you know, according to Isaiah 17. Uh, I, I speak Hebrew, so I understand the language, and I study from that aspect quite quite much in depth. And when you look at Isaiah 17, for example, one of the things that is often overlooked is even though uh, Damascus is prophesied to be destroyed, it's still, as you go near the end of the chapter, it, it actually, the prophet Isaiah explains who's behind it, and why they're behind it. And it actually ends up having a lot to do with believers in Yeshua, uh, coupled with, uh, I would call it more of your um, elite Jewish uh, leaders there, that as the scripture says, they have forgotten the God of their salvation and the rock of their stronghold. And uh, so it, it clearly identifies that we forget that Damascus at one time was the hub of Christianity, the, the almost the cradle for it, in fact, as we know that Paul was going to go there to destroy it. But the Lord Jesus stopped him in the vision uh, and, and told him, you know, why are you kicking against, the, you know, it's hard for you to kick against the pricks there. Uh, otherwise, had he gone down there and destroyed the believers there, there would be no prophecy of Isaiah 17 being fulfilled in this day. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's constant battles on the hill about who's in favor of support to Israel and who's not. Uh, and the classic uh, kind of measuring stick for most representatives, senators, and such is their support. But now, as everything else is becoming unglued, more attacks and less support of Israel is, is coming out. Uh, and if, if there is support, it's tepid and it's uh, disingenuous and it has ulterior motives that really some 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 situation I'm voting for this is a uh, favorable bill towards Israel, but it really undermines Israel. And so those people start to come out. What how do you see uh, American politics of, of this shift of this shifting trend of lack of support? Well, the bad thing that I see in all of this here is, well, let me back up a little bit. Israel as a nation clearly already exists. There are people that are born there every day. There are Jewish people that are being born in this country, uh, and they have every right to have their own nation. Now, the turmoil they're in right now uh, with you know the, the changes that the government is trying to do I know that there is a lot of believers that would look at this and say, well, gosh, you know, um, uh, it, you know, well, I should say there's a, there is a strong evangelical support uh, that this is a good thing. And they figure, well, 
It's just the left wing there, the liberals that don't want these changes to come. My biggest concern is, though, is that we we can't lose focus. I mean, I'm a Jewish believer as it is. So, uh, you know, I, I see that we can't lose focus of Jesus Christ, period. He is and always will be the fulfillment of the Messiah. And so even in our support, uh, if people support Israel, we have to keep that focus first. Now, the current administration uh, certainly is not in favor uh, of, of supporting Israel to the extent, say, maybe as President Trump did. Uh, but nonetheless, they still, uh, what people may not know, and, and I kind of have a, a finger on the pulse of this, is that the Biden administration is still willing to go to war against Iran based on President Trump's uh, plan, war plan that he designed to start with. Mm-hmm. So there's still, you know, there is still that support in that regard there. Uh, of course, however, Iran's had nuclear weapons for a long time. They just don't want to never tell the public that. They just try to keep that as a secret. But uh, so, you know, it, it, I think what we're going to see, though, we're going to see a global dominance that's coming, that's coming into play. And uh, there's some very strange things that are happening right now in the nation there. I've got friends in the Mossad over there. Um, There are some that are for what's happening, some that are against what's happening uh, in the country right now. But it it certainly is definitely in a turmoil. And it will, and I've said this for years, Daniel, it's going to be a theocracy. It's not going to be a democracy in Israel. We've known this is coming. uh, And that's going to be a shock for a lot of the world to see. And uh, and, you know, to me, it's setting a stage for a Messiah that is not Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's a great concern that I have. Uh, I, I'm not a, theolog- a theologian or an expert in any field. But when you say a, a Jewish Christian, is, is that like covering both bases? You know, it's funny. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, people that are that that were Jewish that converted to Christianity, and they'll call themselves messianic. I don't really like that t- title myself. It's just that in in my uh, background, in other words, I come from a Jewish background. Uh, as far as my family uh, were were Jewish people to start with. So a lot of times I'll I'll use that. In other words, when I say that, is is to try to clarify too that when I discuss issues about Israel, um, it's it's your own bloodline. It's your own people that you're talking about. So if you end up criticizing a little bit, it's like, you know, as the Bible says, you know, that, uh, you know, the, the, you know the, the, the cleaning up of the house has to begin at home first. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so therefore you, you, you try to point out those things that are that are not exactly right, but then also the good things as well. There's a lot of good things mm-hmm. uh, that, that's going on in Israel and my issue is I don't want people to lose sight of the good, uh, nor of the things that are going to affect uh, adversely affect, especially believers mm-hmm. in the long run, because um, that's one of my biggest concerns is that Jesus is going to get pushed aside for those that are that believe Jesus Christ is the Messiah and uh, in favor for uh, some radical changes that they want to bring about on a global scale, which, by the way, Daniel, you may not know this. But Israel right now actively, it's not public, but actively are signing with the BRICS nations uh, and have been dumping the dollar now for several months. Mm. That's that's something I'm waiting to see when that comes out in the headlines. Mm. 
Well, that's it right there. Israeli News Live has got the scoop on that, but you mentioned possible war uh, dealing with Iran. Uh, it seemed like uh, Trump had them in chains over there. Now it looks like they're getting the nuke technology one way or another. But there's also some sort of global reset that's trying to be foisted on the rest of the planet. And, and you mentioned their support of the dollar, which now they're trying to, as we all know, are trying to replace the petrodollar. Uh, but it, it it just se- and then we have uh, the Biden administration just throwing every kind of weapon systems in, that we have <clears throat> to Ukraine and all of our resources <clears throat> are going over there. By the way, I don't know if you heard me say, but and you already know this, that <clears throat> not only are Democrats voting every time to give Ukraine whatever they want, however much they want, they voted against any kind of tracking of where that money goes. Now, why would anybody even do that? It seems to me that money's going somewhere else. Do you have any information on where all those billions of dollars are really going to in Ukraine? Unfortunately, Ukraine, the Ukrainian government is, is probably the most corrupt government on the planet right now. And, uh, and of course, it goes back to the Biden administration back when uh, Biden was with uh, Obama under the Obama administration when this all kind of got kicked off. And uh, I, I've got connections inside Ukraine directly. In fact, before Russia went in um they were they were trying to help us get the right connections with the right political leaders there to bring out the information uh that that directly connected not only hunter biden but uh, joe biden as well uh to the corruption that was going on in this country Uh, now speaking about the corruption not only is it the money that's going into the hands of the pockets of the politicians but if you remember daniel they they shot down this helicopter um a little while back uh, over in Ukraine that had, uh, I forget which part of the government was in that helicopter, but uh, that particular part of the government was about to blow the whistle on uh, on Zelensky and because they weren't getting their kickbacks from the sale of arms. We were shipping in all this military arms and that arms was being sold on the black market. Turkey got a lot of that those weapons. Uh, it also ended up down in uh, Mexico as well. Uh, and uh, and so this group here was going to go and uh, uh, expose Zelensky because they didn't get their kick, their, their cut uh, of the money that was being made off of these weapons sales. And uh, so the next thing you know, well, the helicopter goes down, kills everybody on board, and the, that ends that problem. Mm. Wait a minute. Uh, we, it, wait, it what, there, there was another helicopter crash. It was a SEAL Team 6. I believe they got blown out of the sky. They were There's a helicopter and... Um, they were supposed to have a, a protecting helicopter and they didn't give it to them. And then they, somebody blew them out. But so that does seem to be a pattern there. But so, so I mean, now they want to send, and they may already have sent, it doesn't make any sense to send our F 16s over there. It's another escalation. But the fact is, I mean, I'm looking at Ukraine and I'm seeing a bunch of, uh, uh, miscreants, just a bunch of goofies. I mean, you know, you see, Zelensky and dance video. So I imagine that the, the Ukraine army probably looks like he Hulk gang from he Hulk. They're not going to be able to fly those F-16s. Why no. are they even sending them over there? You know, America's going to, they might get in, in, in the jump seat back there, but they're not going to fly those planes. Why would we even give it to them? Well, that's the interesting thing. Not just the, not just the F-16s, even the Abrams tanks. Uh, we we have sent in our own people to run these. Uh, it, it's too advanced of a system for, and, and, and we don't have the time to be able to train the Ukrainians. 
the United States has been in a proxy war with Russia ever since. Even these incursions that are going in behind the enemy lines inside of Russia, uh, that's our own uh, military that is doing that. It's not, you, they say the Ukrainians, well, the Ukrainians went and did this mm -hmm. or the Ukrainians went and did that. No, they haven't. It's been the U.S. government. Uh, the only thing that that we're that that Ukraine is doing is they keep pumping uh, bodies up to the front lines there to the to the meat grinder, uh, and, and they're being killed off just by the literally by the tens of thousands. And of course, Russians are dying as well. The the, the problem is is that the administration right now they are so dead uh, want so bad to go to war with Russia, but they don't want to do it directly. They're trying to do it indirectly. In fact, this this push about Poland going in and taking parts of Ukraine, I reported this two years ago. I already knew from the intel, the circles that I'm in there, that uh, that this was going to happen, that Poland would invade. In fact, uh, the United States, along with its NATO allies, have made Poland, uh, and I reported this over two years ago, the fourth largest military power in the world. We put that much military uh, equipment inside of Poland and Poland is supposed to be the next one that pushes up against Russia to try to get Russia to strike. Now, in the uh, in the in the uh, Joint Chiefs of Staff, they use an AI system to determine uh, what we could expect next. And I know that this fall there was a lot of fear, uh, or I shouldn't say fear, but a lot of uh, buzz going on about that uh, that they're anticipating that Russia will strike at least Germany. Uh, by by the fall of the year. Now, whether or not that happens or not still remains to be seen. And these F-16s, of course, could escalate that. Um, and even though Putin plays the part that he's doing there, in one way, Daniel, I can't help but feel like there, there is still more of a global uh, agenda, you know, uh, that's going on. And each one mm -hmm. has their own little uh, part that they're playing you know they say yeah. that war is a theater to begin with mm -hmm. well let me let me let me bring that uh, out a little a little more clarity there i believe that we're already under control of ai and all these different parts are playing a role whether it's flooding the united states border to destabilize our uh, our economy and really people just getting along i would say uh, uh, the fentanyl killing the kids, the sex trafficking. We have that storm down there. We have the storm of draining our military hardware and assets. I mean, Joe Biden tried to, when he gave away $85 billion worth, uh, you know, I'm sure that was part of the plan. And you know, it worked out really well. That took out a big, a big swath of our military hardware, got them, got them off our battlefield po uh, possibilities. And then uh, we have an ammunition shortage now. Certain projectile uh, weapons are now uh, out, and they're trying to get them ramped up again, but it doesn't make any sense because they're just going to send them over to there anyway. Then we have the realignment of uh, the monetary systems. Uh, we have the uh, uh, the uh, a war on food with uh, through fertilizers, trying to just going to starve people to death. There's but every every they seem to be uh, dis disjointed. Of course, we have this creepy old fool that can't walk two steps without falling down and sniffing little girls and, and he can't put a sentence together running the, the country. There's but, but that, that, that almost seems like, so you could see like an AI program saying, here's what, here's what you need to do to get to this point. Destabilize military conflicts, this, that pieces moved in, uh, you know, tear up the public school system, what have you put out a pandemic type of thing. And it, it, it they seem that they're not connected but they are connected, and it seems like there's a storm coming. 
Can you pontificate on what that end goal would be from the AI point of view? Yes, it actually, Daniel, there, there's a couple of different aspects on the AI, and AI definitely is already in, in the play and in the mix. Uh, in some of the uh, briefings I've been aware of, I know that, for example, let's say China. China has an AI system that's totally unchecked. They'll use it in their military. It can go completely sideways and everything else. But when it comes to the U.S. and their projections using AI, um, the, the plan is far more complex, and uh, they, th there's been all kinds of crazy things that I've heard about this, uh, this system, and of course, uh, it, you know, we have a lot of, uh, or basically, the, or the lack of oversight in the AI arena, and it does determine what's going to happen, what wars we're going to do, what which direction we're going to go in, but at the same time, it depends on who's programmed AI. Uh, I know that they want to see the demise of the United States. They're wanting to see the U.S. go down. Uh, at the same time, Russia has planted nuclear devices off the coast, eastern coast of the United States, uh, and we can't even track for sure where they're all at. Uh, and you've got, uh, you know, th th this whole, really the whole objective of AI is to bring about this new world order. And so all the military moves that are being done, uh, in fact, we're supposed to have so many fronts, uh, you know, by by next year, it's not even funny. Uh, they're going to have the front not only with, of course, Ukraine and Russia, but we're going to have NATO uh, uh, facing off with Russia. And uh, in fact, that's the one thing that um, that China is waiting for on their invasion of Taiwan is for mm -hmm. us to be bogged down with the war with Russia. Mm -hmm. And then at the same time, then we're going to have the Iran-Israel uh, confrontation that will be going on next. Uh, so all these are supposed to kind of go down simultaneously. And then, of course, I got told recently that uh, North Korea is going to get thrown into the mix. But that's a little different issue mm -hmm. that they're talking about on that one there. Mm -hmm. but, uh, but yeah, AI is definitely in behind the scenes running it. And of course, when we look at artificial intelligence, one of the things you got to keep in mind, Daniel, is there are entities that are above human that are involved in that game. And that's the reason why AI is so prominent in our system mm -hmm. today. Would uh, would AI qualify for the uh, Prince of the Power of the Air? Uh, I could see where it could be. I haven't actually gone down that rabbit trail yet, but I can certainly see where it could mm -hmm. be. In Book of Revelation, it does talk about man developed something and it says power was given unto the beast to both speak and to make decisions on the earth and to kill. So it seems that mankind is going to, that's right, mankind. I'm not saying one kind. I'm not playing that game. Okay. It's mankind. Um, you know, it's giving something power and that power is going to turn, it's going to turn on us. You know, an easy way to check there's different AI systems out there. There's Elon Musk. There's that uh, robot looking dude. Zuckerberg got one. Everybody seems to have some kind of AI chat program. But I, I think the simple test is whether you're dealing with a, a, a good program is ask AI if how many genders there are. If it hems all around and tries to trick you with any other than the obvious truth, then you know that it's pro, you talked about who programs it, but that's the kind of truth you'll get. So really, it's ridiculous. It's just another it's just another fact checker made by some kind of coups. Well, listen, we've got tons of questions in there. Uh, uh, by the way, welcome Australia Ben and put Yahweh first in the live chat. If you guys have a question for Stephen Benoon, just put it in the live chat. Here we go. Uh, it says, Stephen, do you agree with 
uh, Mike from around the world where he says Nibiru will be visible in two weeks. I don't know if you know. I think Mike from around the world is on Paul Begley's show. Yeah. I, you know, the thing is, is what's difficult on this issue about uh, whether or not it's visible or not within two weeks. Uh, I mean, I've been getting a lot of footage that's been sent to me recently. Uh, in fact, one recently around the moon that's very obvious is some kind of uh, rock that's very huge that I just uh, shared uh, yesterday. But uh, but the, the thing is, Planet X, according to the people that I know in Washington, have always said it travels in the ether. And, uh, and, and it's back and forth into our dimension, out of our dimension, and back into the ether. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, but the way it's been put to me is that, you know, one day it's just going to, you know, very and not so far away, it's going to be seen. And when it is, it's going to be upon us and it's going to be a little bit too late. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and I know that it's not a conspiracy theory because uh, they had asked me, I don't know, a couple of few years back, if I could weigh in on um, uh, what happened when Planet X passed the Earth the last time around from ancient documentation, mm -hmm. was there genetic modification in the human race at that time? And I'll never forget when I was asked that question, I said, well, I guess that takes away the idea that Planet X is a conspiracy theory then, if somebody in Washington wants to get my opinion on that. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, so, but could it be this early? It could be. Um, I know there's different projections of when it would pass, mm -hmm. but uh, it seems to be more obvious that what we're looking at with all the uh, solar activity, et cetera, that even if it is in uh, the, what we would call the ether, that it would definitely could be pulled out, which some of the scientists that I know have said that it will actually be CERN, which we have about, oh, I think, five different hydrogen colliders on the Earth. Most mm -hmm. of those people don't even know of. Uh, but we will be the ones that actually open that door that will make it come in. So it's mm -hmm. almost as if they know when it's coming and that at the right time they open that dimension, that portal up to where then you'll see, everybody will see it. Mm -hmm. But then again, maybe it's already – I do know that I was told that back in January it was already – the binary system was already in our solar system. Uh, but that's the best mm -hmm. I could get the answers mm -hmm. on that because they're kind of tight-lipped on that yeah. subject. Well, I'm I'm going to say – I'm going to say something about that. I'll, I'll, I'm going to prophesy right here on the program that it's not going to be visible in two weeks. And by the way, the same person said that Arizona was going to be flooded. So I'd, it's going to be a big lake. So right. people need to, right. you know, I mean, there's mileage and clicks depending on how you say things and if it yeah. gets people's attention. Unfortunately, and I'm not saying that's where it's from, could be just, just misinformation. But I'm just telling you, it's not going to happen. All right, let's go to this question here. Arkansas Bob says, any new information on the Jewish Messiah living in Israel right now? I have not really kept up much. I know what they're talking about. It's There's a young man over there. He's a, he's a rabbi guy that is extremely intelligent. He's got just an unbelievable IQ there. Uh, and a lot of rabbis believe that he is the Messiah. Uh, but always, like I said, always keep focused in your heart and your mind. Jesus Christ is the only Messiah. There is no Messiah outside of him. Mm -hmm. So although the Jewish people still, many of them have not recognized that he is, the, that Jesus is the Messiah. Of course, naturally, they're going to look for a Messiah. So mm -hmm. I, I don't, I don't fault them for that. 
but uh, but as far as any any new things, I haven't really kept up. But when it mm-hmm. when it, when it did come out, I was already aware that that was going to happen. On the Nibiru passing by, visible in two weeks, which is a r- ridiculous thing to say. But it, it kind of reminds me of this uh, controversy with uh, Jason Aldean, the country singer. Uh, he had a song called uh, "Try That in a Small Town." And country music television. Are you familiar with the controversy? Yeah. So yeah, CMT yeah. CMT banned it. I think they're owned by Paramount, so that should tell you everything you need to know. Gay Central over there. Uh, but they banned it. And of course, his song went to number one. And then uh, somebody put out there on a news article that uh, Luke uh, Luke Bryan is that what his name? Luke Bryant um, is pulling his videos off CMT. And that went viral, and everybody's sending to everybody that he's pulling his, in support of Jason Aldean. Even representatives post sent that out. It was it was false. So, man, people really got to just kind of be careful on that kind of thing. Uh, right. And and by the way, Tammy Hall, welcome in the live chat. All right, uh, Stephen B. Newt, here we go with another question from Army Vet. Uh, what's the significance of a fox seen on the Temple Mount? A fox scene on the Temple Mount. Honestly, I don't know the answer to that. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know what the significance is. I'm sure a lot of times when you have uh, those types of significant issues, it's normally a Talmudic type of thing. Uh, and I am familiar greatly with Talmud teachings, but on that particular one, I don't know the answer to. Okay. It. Um, and we have this. Is uh, is Benun your real name? Benun is actually Danun is uh, uh, is my father's name, my mm-hmm. biological father's name, and then in our family history, initially, if you go back and trace it, Benun is what our name was originally, and so I actually went back to the original name uh, that we had uh, mm-hmm. and restored that back, Benun. Mm-hmm. So and and that's that, and, and, that and, and that's legal, isn't it? Yeah, yes, yeah. You're, yes. You're, you're not in pro- fact, <laughs> if if you go to Israel and you meet Israeli people there, if you were to ask them their last name, I would say 90% of them, their names have been changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my case, the only difference was is that Dinun is the French version of the Hebrew name of Benun. And our family were Sephardic Jews uh, coming out of Morocco. And during the Inquisition, to try to hide their identity, they changed it from Benun, which was Joshua's mm-hmm. name, to Dinun, hoping that nobody would really pay much attention to it, and uh, which is the French version of our name. But now my father actually still carries the mm-hmm. Dinun name. Now, now my uh, name, uh, uh, you can tell, Ott, obviously has a German context there. And, and uh, way back in Germany, it, it was Otto. So, you know, I can understand <laughs> Who would want to yeah. be called Otto? I mean, you but, know, you, you, you know can drive it. But your name also <clears throat> is a Hebrew word that means sign. What now? Your name also means sign in Hebrew. Oh, all right. So. No sign shall be given. That's the thing I noticed, Daniel, about your name. Uh, uh, no sign will be given except for the sign of Daniel Ott's last name. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Um, Kentucky Girl says, uh, uh, Stephen, are the current Jews the same people that Jesus said were children of their father, the devil? Ooh. Well, no. Well, here's the thing. He does say that. And we do have, you have to remember when we're looking, when you go back to Ezra and not only in Ezra, I think I just, I just did a teaching the other day, a couple of days ago where I found this in another book as well. Um, 
we had a mingling of the seed amongst the Hittites, Perizzites, and Jebusites, etc. This is what caused a bloodline to come in so that when Jesus was in Israel 2,000 years ago, he actually saw that mixed Nephilim race there. That's actually why he calls them serpents. It's basically the same thing as saying reptilian oh. is what it would be. And so... There, there, but you have to remember, it wasn't all the Orthodox rabbis that did that. It wasn't all the priests, and it wasn't all the Jews. It was only some of the leaders. It was still a minority that did it, but that minority, by the time Jesus gets on the scene, was in power. But then again, Paul also was a Pharisee, but he was not uh, of that of that race. It was not of his mingling of his uh, genetics there. Uh, never, uh, excuse me. Uh, Nicodemus that comes to Jesus by night would be another example that was not of that. So the Jews that we have today, just like in any uh, group of people, you're going to have some that'll be genuine people, and then you're going to have some that'll just never get it. They'll never see it. They'll mm -hmm. never believe it. All uh, right. So I would have to say that that's an, but that's in any walk of life. Okay. Um, here's one for you. Uh, Doreen says, what does her name mean in Hebrew? Oh, gosh, Doreen, that's a trick question for me because I don't remember. <laughs> it just your last name just happens to be the word for signs. That's what caught my attention oh, there. Wow, but, man. Uh, but I don't know. All the and, and it's interesting. Hey, this is this is cool. Um, give me uh, like a short, maybe two or three sentences in Hebrew. What does it even sound like? I've never heard it. Never heard Hebrew. Well, we can start off with the beginning of the Bible. Barashit barat elohim et that's kind of how it would go there. Oh, or if okay. you speak in modern Hebrew, you know, how are you? Oh, uh, yes, also, I love you and things like that. So, Now, when I hear that, I, it, there's almost a sadness to the to the cadence of it. Um, it's kind of it's kind of like Mexican, not to or Spanish. I don't want to denigrate anybody, but it, there are some. There's a cadence to that one. It says uh, like, uh, um, and this is just, this is not Spanish, but this is what it sounds like to me. Uh, now that's not to make fun of anybody, but there's that yeah, you know, kind of thing that seems kind of kind of kind of sad there too. I, I I don't know if it's kind of built into the language over the years of all the things the Jewish people have gone through. I don't know. All right, here's another question. This is from Curious it says, uh, Stephen, who do you believe the Antichrist is? You never got that question before. <laughs> <laughs> I, my answer is going to be the same as I always answer that one there. I don't even know yet. You know, I mean, there are so many people out there that get thrown under the bus with the Antichrist tag on them and stuff. And, mm -hmm. uh, uh, and, and and we may actually have it right. But then again, what if he's not even on the scene yet? Uh, I, I can tell you one thing, Daniel, that really threw me off for a loop one time was when I was uh, talking to a good friend of mine up in D.C. And he says that, uh, you know, that when we went to war with Iraq, he said we went. He said they never told the people, the American people, the truth about why we went to war. He said we didn't go to war over oil and we didn't go to war over uh, weapons of mass destruction. He said we went there to get the body of Nimrod. And he said, I can remember because he was there at the time as an advisor to uh, to uh, uh, Bush. He said before the war ever began, he said Hillary Clinton was there at the White House on a regular basis. And he said because she had a lot to do with this issue about the body of Nimrod. Mm -hmm. And of course, once we went there and we did get the body, we took the body back, brought it to the United States. That body then was placed under our secret base in Colorado. And just recently, in the last two or three years, 
the Israelis uh, overtook that project. And of course, uh, his body is roughly about seven foot, uh, very similar to that of the features of the Kandahar giant that people talk about, has multiple rolls of teeth. He is believed to be a Nephilim. Uh, and they're trying to literally revive that body. Mm-hmm. And, well, uh, well the, let me let me let me segue right out of that. Right. Are they trying to do the same thing with uh, DNA fragments from the Shroud of Turin? Wow, I never thought about that one. There, that's a good possibility. And uh, uh, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because I was actually uh, sent a photograph where they took and reconstructed what he would have looked like based on the Shroud of Turin, Um, you know, and, you know, being if that is an authentic uh, uh, thought there, you know, I know I've heard all kinds of arguments on that over the year, and I've I've never really dove into that very deeply, but I do know there's a lot of genetic uh, manipulation. I mean, I know there's cloning that goes on. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, some of the things that I'm aware of would just blow most people's minds away. Hang on. Um, I'm getting an emergency text. I've, I've got all kinds of text alerts. It says uh, Nibiru is 20,000 miles out, two hours left. Uh, whew, we've got two hours. So, well, I, all right, Daniel, I'm with you on that. Let me let me just say this. Even even if some of the images that people are sending me, uh, if let's say it's something, let's say it's part of the binary system or something of that nature, there, there's still a ways out. It would probably be months uh, before it were to get here, if it if it does. And 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 I'll say this as well: if it was as close as what people are are alleging that it is right now, the havoc on this earth would be so unbelievably horrendous. Uh, you know, I mean, when I was tasked to look up DNA manipulation of the human species uh, for people inside the government that wanted to know about this, from you know over 3,000 years ago, and what I saw in ancient documentation uh, on that issue there, then I know they take the issue very seriously as well. But I also know that I was told that there's three different systems that they're tracking. The Vatican is the one that really knows the true system, but we're not Mm -hmm. sure. One's already come and gone, but there's still two left. And that one that they're looking at would be, if it is Planet X, they're looking at right around January of next year. Mm-hmm. But then again, uh, the only thing that I could say credible that might lend some credence to that was a good friend of mine that's an engineer in FEMA. They just had a meeting about a month ago. And in that meeting, they were told to uh, prepare for a 37-day blackout from power grid failure. Why 37 days, Daniel? I <laughs> God only knows. I have no idea why they know a certain number of days, but a 37-day blackout, three different locations to meet their family to make sure all their backup ham radios were up and operating, and that uh, the that and this was a six-month period when they were looking at it. We're looking at January as being when this is going to happen, but they also made the statement to them, one. It, uh, that blackout could come sooner based on going, they're going to have some very severe solar activity that will be taking place and or possible sabotage of our grid by war mm-hmm. that would be coming. Uh, and, and by the so, way, our, our grid has been sabotaged a bunch of times oh, yeah. reported in the news and probably a bunch of times that they haven't reported. People have been shooting at them and they say that the people that shooting at them know exactly what transformer to take the whole thing out. So it's, it's, it's a calibrated event. It's sort of like 
the the so-called random fires that erupt where they all seem to start at the same time you know it's kind of like that all right uh, here's another question for you um what part will kind dowd david play in the thousand year millennium how's that well, how's that worded again I, well that's will... a, i don't even i don't even understand that question what part will kind dowd then parentheses david play in the thousand year maybe it's saying what what part will david uh, yeah, play I, under, I understand i think they're talking about basically uh like the son of david i guess they're talking about as far as jesus what would he play in the millennium um and and that's that's a very that's a difficult one for me to really get into because i've done a lot of research on that on that issue and the question is uh you know well i, I would say this here it, it, when it comes to the millennium, uh, it's the fact that we rule and reign with Christ. Uh, but what I'm concerned about, David, more than or Daniel, more than anything right now, is that Israel is trying to make a a false millennial reign setting in motion. When I say Israel, it's not the Jewish people per se, but I think this is what we see going on with some of the elite in Israel. Um, that they 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 want to basically give us their version of the Messiah, and they want to bring Jesus down just as like a little errand boy, so to speak. I mm -hmm. hate to put it that blunt, but that's mm -hmm. exactly what I'm seeing, and that concerns me. That does concern me. So, um, you know, we may get we may get especially in a new world order system, the way things are headed right now, we may get a system that appears to be godly, that may be just the mm -hmm. opposite mm -hmm. so that's i would just kind of answer it that way at this point okay so this question for me then it says that at any times there's going to be a great deception if it were possible even the very elect first of all who are the elect and second what do you think that deception might entail that would go back right to what i'm seeing happening right now it comes down daniel i feel like it comes down to a division that's taken place in the body of christ uh, and, and sadly, that's happening. You know, w when we see our eyes get off of Jesus and we begin to, um, well, let me put it like this here. I understand rabbinical law very well. I'm not an expert, but I understand it very well. Would I want to go back underneath a law like that? As, as a believer in Jesus Christ, I mean, because granted, what did he say? He told us, he said, there's two laws. Love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. He said, the, he said all the laws hang on those two alone. Because mm -hmm. truly, if you love your neighbor as yourself, you're not going to covet. You're not going to uh, want his wife, his tractor, his, his chickens, or anything else. And you're not going to take and go kill, kill your brother, etc. All these things. We would never, if we love the Lord and we loved our neighbor as ourselves, that's why the Gentiles were always a law unto themselves. So even as a Jewish person that understands you know, under Judaic way of thinking, 663 laws that we're supposed to keep and uh, and then top that off with a bunch of Talmudic laws on top of that. Do you really want to go back into that? Mm -hmm. Would a Christian want to go back into that? But yet I'm seeing, Daniel, I'm seeing this happen more and more and more. There's a lot of evangelical leaders out there that are saying to the people, well, we have a, we need to learn and study underneath the, underneath rabbis, you know, uh, I, I can appreciate if a rabbi 
ends up recognizing that Jesus is the Messiah, and then he's wanting to share with us things that he, the insights that he sees and things like that. But I'd rather him be a believer mm -hmm. than go sit up underneath his tutorage uh, and he'll not be a believer because that's where I think that great deception's coming. And oh, I'm afraid oh, okay. that that's what's going to suck the people in. All right. We have this question here from our uh, contact form. Uh, a signet ring for sealing documents used by King Hezekiah was dug up recently. It had an image of a winged disc on the seal. What do you think the wing, winged disc, disc symbol represents? Boy, I'd love to see that myself. Um, well, David, really Arkansas Bob, hey, wait a minute. Arkansas Bob, hey, can you put a picture in the live chat? And I'll I'll get it up on the screen here, hopefully, and we can see it. By the way, uh, Stephen Benu, we have a poll question on our website tonight. How will China, you know, it's framed that way. How will China invade the U.S.? Not <clears throat> will they. It says how will they. And uh, there are various selections people make. So far, people say, 36% say, they're going to invade from the southern border. 31% uh, says they won't invade. Then 10% says arrive by ships. 8% of people believe they're going to fly some of those red dragons the Chinese are known for. I don't know about that. And then, then hot air balloons. Of course, we know we've had, we've had intercept a lot of balloons flying over this country, so maybe they're going to come in that way. Will China invade the United States? Well, China's pretty much already invaded the United States. But that's I'll a good, that's a good answer. That, that's a real good answer. They've certainly infiltrated. Yeah, they've, they've infiltrated very deeply for a long time. Uh, Justin Trudeau brought a lot of the Chinese in up there so that they can come in <clears> through the north. Uh, China is really, um, I can tell you there's a couple of things about China. China is going to be impacted heavily when this binary system does come through. So China's already had their eyes on the United States for, for, for many, many years. Uh, yeah. They have corrupted, and I know these things, uh, Daniel, very personally from when I worked with the government years ago, um, but the Chinese really came in with the cartel. Uh, that's why the southern border, but not just the cartel. They can, they'll use the cartel and the soldiers the cartel put together and, and command those as well. But what they did is they were willing to pay the cartel massive amounts of money in exchange for exposing uh, those politicians that were involved in the CIA's operation uh, for smuggling drugs in the United States and then using that money to fund the different wars that we were doing around the, around the country. Uh, I very intimately know about that. I know about many of the politicians that were involved. Well, well, well let me so, ask you something. If, let's just say, now that, that's sort of a, a stealth invasion. I mean, we know yes. uh, leaders of our government are bought off. We have a uh, Eric Fartwell, who was banging Fang Fang. You got Diane Feinstein driving around with a Chinese spy. You got uh, presidential documents and boxes in an office for uh, Joe Biden is paid for by the Chinese. I mean, we could go on and on uh, selling American farmland next to military bases to the Chinese. So that's all happening. We all know that. And of course, all of our uh, universities are being funded by the Chinese, make sure that they have the correct worldview. But what about a physical, literal invasion? The way they're going to do that, they're doing it in two different ways. They will take, it is possible they could bring their troops in through the northern border. We, we've known this for quite some time. Uh, we do know that they, the one thing they never could really effectively do is bring Chinese troops in through the southern border because it's too obvious. Uh, there, there's really not been a way for them to do that. That's why they decided to work with the cartel uh, and, and bringing in a bunch of foreign fighters in here. In fact, 
in one of the issues that the, that the Chinese have been heavily involved in, and that was not only bringing these fighters in th through the southern border, but then we would pick them up, U.S. government, bring them up to uh, Washington area there, and they were being trained in secret programs, much like the Manchurian Project, the movie The Manchurian Project, mm -hmm. uh, to where they would be used in sleeper cells all across the United States, uh, to where they'll just go ballistic on the people as well. They're wanting to create a civil war, a civil strife within this nation. And another good point in this, besides the physical part, because see, they, they don't want to, the way I keep getting told, they don't want to do a physical invasion and destroy the country. They do, Russia is supposed to help them in this as well, by the way, but Russia will only do a limited nuclear strike, not anything major, one or two nukes in order to cause enough chaos and mayhem to send fear in the people. But one thing I want to get to, Daniel, remember when, when Trump was running for president and the governor of Georgia went against him, uh, never really would side with him in the election fraud that was being done there. That was one of the candidates. His family was involved with the Georgia uh, Power Company at the time back in the uh, 80s. And uh, they were uh, money laundering uh, drug money. And so therefore, the Chinese had already gotten to that family. So when they wanted to make sure Biden got into office, they were pulling the strings and they don't do it directly. That's always like a, a second and third party type of individuals to put the pressure on these politicians. You will do so and so. But it's actually the Chinese that are actually pulling those strings. Right. And uh, and you know, say, even in Israel, we have the same problem in Israel. I, I, I made a big to do over the fact that the Chinese got to do the port in Haifa. Totally unchallenged. Mm -hmm. Nobody else bid on it. Why did the Chinese get it? And then they dictate to the United States military how we're supposed to enter that port when they're done. So then when they were trying to get Ashkelon, we did a report on it and it really caught some wind in Israel. And finally, the Israeli government had to open up the bid to more countries, mm -hmm. but the Chinese still got it anyway. Well, well, yeah, but the Chinese are coming up to the southern border. They keep finding groups, but these yeah. are small groups. Uh, you know, it kind of reminds me of the of the movie Signs in the movie Signs with Mel Gibson, and uh, there was a question about the real the aliens coming in, and 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 the military guy says is you know there's one or two of them, and it's called probing, and they're probing to see what's going on, kind of like the balloons. Then and then the guy asks the question is well, why are they probing? And he says to make way for the rest of them. <laughs> so that's that sounds yes. kind of so. Is it would it be sort of a Red Dawn situation where they would come in, control our infrastructure and our banking system, all our systems, but tell people, we're not here to destroy you. Everybody stay calm. We're just going to make things. Yes. We're going to we're going to roll out equity. You know, everything's going to be, you know, all the rich people that have been stealing from you. We're going to, you know, so just go about your daily lives and you will be fine. It's going to be one of those situations or is it going to be sort of a, a neighborhood to neighborhood combat situations, weeding out who they think are the dissidents first, killing them on the site and then creating gigantic gulags. I mean, what, what, what scenario do you see? What, what I have been told that the way they would do it, they wanted to create basically a civil war through our political system with us. Uh, the Biden administration had already made an agreement, and I don't know if this has ever been made public other than myself saying it, uh, but the Biden administration made an agreement that if we end up in any kind of civil unrest in this nation, the Chinese will be the first ones to have a right to come in as UN peacekeepers. Uh, and so therefore, that's how they wanted to be able to gain control over us. But first, they want us in a civil strife 
in this nation mm -hmm. where we're basically killing each other mm -hmm. and they can declare martial law. And at that point there, then take and have the Chinese come in. Mm -hmm. so, it, it also could be sort of a, a nationwide Vietnam, uh, Vietnam type of scenario uh, where they're just being picked off, you know, and just these uh, rogue bands that, that are co constantly. And, you know, that doesn't really work out because most countries that involved in like Cambodia and even Afghanistan, you name how many countries, the United States, how many wars we started ended up like that. We just go spend billions or trillions of dollars funding these wars and then all our guys get killed and maimed and wounded. Then we go out, we don't get anywhere. Wouldn't it be like that? Wouldn't the United States be like that to them? A, a, an unending kind of a conflict like that? It would be, especially as long as we're an armed nation. And that's one of the biggest fears that the Chinese have already is the fact that we are an armed nation. Uh, and so therefore, they have constantly are pushing, especially when Democrats are in power, to disarm this nation. They would like to see us fall in the same footpaths that Australia did, uh, where the next thing you know, a country mm -hmm. that had the right to bear arms, suddenly they're now disarmed and can do nothing about mm -hmm. anything. Mm -hmm. So that, that's why you have, and I hate to say it, these, these school shootings, uh, a lot of times, that when I say false flag, I'm not saying they didn't happen. But I guarantee you one thing, the people that are behind them happening normally are not the ones that they put the blame on. Uh, just like in the case of the school shooting down in Florida, I actually knew one of the students uh, there that uh, we were, we were going to try to get him on. But he knew that the guy they were blaming was not the guy that actually did it. The kid mm -hmm. that they said he had the thoughts in his head and stuff like that. Well, that's that was mm -hmm. our government using uh, a brain to skull technology to put the thoughts in his head, they had already kind of, they had already figured out this guy had a weakness there. They put those thoughts in there. Yeah. Did he bring a gun to school? Sure he did. Uh, that made it even easier to put the blame on him. But then you have all these other <clears throat> mysterious. By the way, by the way, where, where's the manifesto of the Nashville tranny shooter? Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so, and, and, uh, you know, when we talk about our Intel agencies, uh, maybe trying to get ahead of some of these coming world events, they can't find out who dropped coke in the White House or or bags of marijuana. They can't find who leaked in the Supreme Court. They don't know what whether the laptop is real or not. I mean, I, I don't have much confidence that they're going to be ahead of the game. We're going to end up just being on the wrong side of that. All right, here's another question for you. Revelation 9 depicts the fifth and sixth trumpets unleashing demonic terror that we can scarcely imagine in our darkest nightmares. Who are these real monsters released from the bottomless pit. All right, the bottomless pit. This is this is something that I've been looking into a little bit myself, and uh, and I really feel like that when you're looking at this, we are looking at an alien invasion. But when we say a bottomless pit, to me, the only bottomless pit that there really is would be coming from another dimension. Now, it doesn't, doesn't mean that they couldn't come up from, say, inner Earth, uh, which I know that's a conspiracy theory, Daniel, that a lot of people may not believe in, mm -hmm. but uh, I hate to break it to you, it really is true. <laughs> uh, uh, we do have an inner Earth. We have three different species that I know of that live there. We have, we have aliens that live in the oceans. Uh, I, I actually got, that was another thing I got asked about one time by some uh, people up in uh, D.C., uh, they were being challenged on biblical issues, and they wanted my opinion on how I would respond. And it's not to say the CIA doesn't already have our own uh, biblical scholars there that study this stuff day and night. They do. Uh, but uh, 
you know, th their their plans are are pretty pretty sinister. This coming, I won't go into that. But going back to the 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 the, the comment here about this bottomless pit, um, I, I do believe that that's going to be opened, and when it is, is basically going to unleash the, this basically the same types of fallen angels that we dealt with, maybe not maybe even worse than what we dealt with. Um, you know, and, and and now could it, like I said, could it be from inner earth? It could be. I know that in Jewish belief, uh, they believe that they will. There is a there is a very prominent uh, rabbi that has been on the History Channel on a number of times there, uh, uh, Ariel Tzedak, who he claims that they will come from inner earth and that there are helpers, and he says they're reptilian and that they're our friends. I do not agree with them at all on their that them being our friends. Hmm. Uh, by the way, it looks like uh, we got sent the seal that we asked for. So thank everyone for that. Here, let me go ahead and bring it on up. And uh, so you should see the seal come up in your picture there. Okay. Right, there. right there it is. All right. So that is the seal. And it appears to be some kind of flying winged thing there. Yes. So That, that is pretty, that reminds, reminds me a lot of the Egyptian type of symbols there. Yeah. I, I don't really know yet. I don't. I, I'm so glad that they have shared that with us there so we can look at that. But uh, yeah. I definitely want to study that out even more. Yeah, so, so that would, looks like a, 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 a signet ring there. All right. Uh, yes. uh, the bear, who gives us the bear report every week, says, can you speak to any of the latest archaeological things going on in Israel? Uh, I can tell you one that you don't know about. Sure. Uh, all right. That right now there is a, a major... Uh, and I, I don't want to call it archaeological because it is a secret government project that's going on, and it's on Mount Hermon. Uh, not only is Israel doing it, but the Syrians are also doing it from their side there. And uh, we do know that Mount, you know, even as tradition has always said, this is where the fallen angels descended. Um, we have made some, I, I don't want to say we in this case here because I'm not part of the Israeli government, but I just said in general, I guess, being. Um, uh, well, we won't go into that. But anyway, the thing is, is the they have discovered uh, ancient uh, artifacts from the fallen angels during that time that are there. Uh, wow. We know that uh, that there was some sort of blast from space that killed them uh, that were actually there, or at least some of the ones that were there. That's some of the discoveries that have been made there. But uh, there is actively right now, it's a secret entrance. They will not disclose where that entrance is there. But uh, we have been boring and, and digging and everything else there because of the size of the base that was hidden there by these fallen angels. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's basically the one that I am aware of. Uh, I did. Uh, I used to be good friends with Dr. Rami Arav uh, from uh, the Nebraska University that's uh, uh, a, a Jewish uh, archaeologist there. But uh he was on the Bethsaida project, but I, but I, I don't know anything about that here lately, mm. at least. I, 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 I go to quite a number of, of national parks and state parks. I've always heard that entryways to enter Earth is in these parks. Have you ever heard that? And have you ever seen or has anybody told you that they have found these entryways? Yes, we do. We do have entryways there. Uh, we do know. In fact, there was a we we'd sent in uh, out west. um not too long ago, it was about a year ago, we sent in some of our Navy SEALs because they had, using satellite footage and everything, they had discovered uh, this one particular entrance there that they wanted to have checked out. Uh, and we ended up running into some creatures there 
uh, similar to what I guess you might say the Kandahar giant was and wow. stuff. And uh, but but we do know that there are entrances uh, different places on the Earth. We have them here in the United States uh, as well that that we know that go to inner Earth. Uh, as, to my knowledge, though, we have never tried to access those ports there, uh, mainly because they're normally guarded. They're guarded by something, whether it be uh, these Kandahar giant things, whether it be what they call a Bigfoot, which we do have one of those guys in captivity. Uh, and they're more they're they're like an interdimensional being. So they the way they keep them held in captivity is some type of I, I would just call it like an electrical fence type thing, but there's mm -hmm. some kind of thing that keeps them from being able to go from one dimension to another. Yeah, that's the only way you're gonna catch one of these things. You know so I've so I've got I've got pictures of of footprints that are clearly Bigfoot footprints. And and they're in, and on and where where I've go deep into the forest and, and such. So, but there's not going to, I don't believe a trail cam is going to catch them. It seems that they have some sort of awareness or shield stealth technology. I don't want to say technology. I say, I, I'm almost thinking more on the lines of maybe a chameleon, uh, the ability to merge with the environment. Now that that's not technology. That is, that is, that is nature. I don't know how many animals on this planet that can disguise themselves I mean, there are insects that look right. like sticks. Uh, you know about the octopus, what he can do. I mean, chameleons, that's where that word came from. So that's not supernatural there. Though there also probably is a supernatural component of them going in and out of, of dimensions. And, you know, as I say, a large number of people disappear from national parks, and I guess they may be having them for dinner. Um, there is a lot of discussion about what the government knows on UFOs on the Hill lately. They say people are saying we're finally going to get we're going to get this thing out one way or another, and they're slowly torturing torturing us with drips of information here or the other. But the latest round says that we've got, and, and you you mentioned that we may have a, a ship somewhere or what, who knows what, but we've got their technology. And I asked a previous guest this question: If we've got reverse engineered alien tech, it's got to be substantial, and we're all kind of hoping, kind of deep down, that that gives us an advantage. Like if we get attacked, we're gonna hit them with some alien beams, man, of some sort, you know, a phaser, photon, torpedo. But the question is, do our adversaries have the same alien technology, or are there so many species that there's a, like a, a, a mutual assured destruction type of thing? We don't know if we got, they don't know if we got the reptilian technology, and we don't know if they got the insectoid technology, and who's got the best technology in a world event? Because I would hope somehow that we would whip it out in, a, in an event of a major conflict. Well, the answer to everything you said is pretty much true on 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 every level. Uh, each government in the world, uh, as far as major governments, are working with one type of entity or another. Um, and we do. Uh, I know down at Dulcie we have uh, we have the reptilians there uh, that work with our people there. A good friend of mine, a close friend of his, actually has to work with the reptilians, scared to death when he comes out because they have a way to scan his brain when he comes back. So if he's disclosed anything, he's going to end up probably end up being lunch. So he's very afraid when he comes out. Um, the reverse engineering, yes, we've, we've, there is so much technology that we have, Daniel, that most people don't even have any clue of. Like, for example, we hear a lot about the TRB-3s. Mm -hmm. uh, we have 20 of those spacecraft. That is reverse engineered technology that we, that we have done from a craft that we've uh, shot down or either craft that Russia shot down and we ended up retrieving it before they could get to it. All right. uh, that happens as well. And um, 
the TRB3s, though, uh, we actually, we had, there's one of those that we, that is, uh, is, is kind of like a biological engineered type of craft. Uh, if people remember the picture they showed in Saudi Arabia where President Trump is there and he puts his hand on like this crystal ball type of thing there like that. Uh, mm -hmm. And one of those craft that we have that we reverse engineered, that's kind of like what the pilot does. He'll grab a hold of that ball, but then this black substance comes out and like almost like in a movie crawls up his arms to about his elbows there. And then he becomes one with that craft. And uh, from what I've been told about this is that he's, he's actually been successfully able to fly to the different bases that we share in space. I say share. Uh, we didn't create these bases. These are by either by aliens. Uh, the Russians basically are the gatekeepers to our to the space program, which a lot of people don't know that either. Uh, we have a very close connection to Russia when it comes to space travel because they're what we call the gatekeeper. They're the ones who work directly with um with the uh, alien entities. In other words, you just don't go flying up in space without permission, so to speak. And uh, so we've been working with Russia very closely on that. We always will. Though, although we may war on the ground, that part is not going to change. Uh, and then, of course, even the Iranians, uh, they also uh, have a sp specific entities that they work with that give them technology. In fact, one technology, but they didn't get this from the, it comes from the aliens, but it didn't come from the aliens initially, was the cloaking device technology where they can shoot a missile and the missile will disappear upon launch and then reappear right before it hits its target. Uh, when Iran fired a missile into Israel at the Dimona nuclear power plant back, I don't know, three or four, maybe four or five years ago, uh, and that incident occurred, and of course they didn't hit the plant and they intentionally didn't hit it, they could have if they wanted to. Uh, Israel made it look like, oh, it was just an accident. It was a rogue missile, that type of thing there. No, it wasn't a rogue missile. Why did it go past the David Sling? Why did it go past uh, our own uh, defense air systems there? Same thing with Saudi Arabia. They were able to fly in, fire into Saudi Arabia. They were using the cloaking technology that uh, we see in what was those movies back from the 40s where we could make the ship disappear, Daniel, and it would reappear again. Uh, that's real technology. And yes, Iran does possess that technology. And they typically, what the entities will do is they try to keep a balance in power because they really don't want us using nuclear weapons on each other. For some reason, they've always said to me that a nuclear weapon affects multiple dimensions, which affects them as well. So mm. if we use something in this dimension here, of a like in the case of Hiroshima, it will circle back around. It will affect uh, other dimensions that are going on. And of course, we know about those dimensions through CERN uh, from our own learning of that. And we also have a, a, a spaceship that's about a, a kilometer long uh, that uh, that is also used. That is a cooperative effort from different nations, but it is all classified. Nobody ever brings out anything about that. And I'll throw in one other one for people that are listening. If you ever seen the movie Life, where they show this little organism that comes on board and then it grows up like into an octopus. That's actually based on a real story. Uh, and it is on a space station, but that space station travels between here and Mars and back. Mm -hmm. uh, and that what? somewhat happened, but the entity they show in the movie was almost identical to the real entity that did, did um, what it did. You mentioned octopus. There are so many movies out there where the alien species is an octopus. Um, 
what what is it about that 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 keeps appearing that way? I actually that was a question that I asked about one time because uh, I, I was curious about this and. The only answer I could ever get is that they believe that the octopus, even in our ocean, is actually considered an extraterrestrial origin of a species. Uh, but uh, no one has ever been able to really define that for me. Is that really 100% yes or, or no? Um, but but and also, too, I want to mention, too, Daniel, the Israelis, they work with the, uh, uh, I think it's the insectoids that they work with. And in fact, a friend of mine uh, his a good, uh, he, he's got a very good, he's in Mossad and his friend there works directly with them. He said their IQ is over a thousand and, uh, and they're working, they had been working on a DNA manipulation program back before COVID uh, vaccine came out. Uh, so I don't know if the two were linked together or not, but uh, they were specifically lurking, looking for certain uh, coining DNA to mix uh, with Nephilim DNA. Hmm. Wow. All right, we've got uh, some more questions in, in here. Let's get these in, in, uh, uh, again. Curious, uh, Stephen, where do you think the U.S. fits into Bible prophecy? <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, I think I know where they're asking about this, Daniel. Is the United States considered uh, modern-day Babylon uh, or not? I, I don't think so myself. Uh, I mean, but yes, I'm sure there's a lot of different prophecies that we could look at uh, that that we would certainly fit in there on, uh, but um, that would be that would be a tough. Now we I do believe that we're the daughter of Babylon, perhaps in the Bible, uh, biblical prophecy. Seems like the United States is like the whore of Babylon, man. By the way, yeah, somebody, somebody yeah, so she's definitely of the whore. There's no <clears> doubt, but uh, a lot of lot of whores in this country. Uh, yeah, so the the movie uh, Prometheus features a octopus creature. Uh, Resident Alien features one, and then one I think it might be called the Translator features. It, and what it is, these giant octopuses are behind this giant window kind of glass thing, and they bring her in to try to talk to them. They're giant octopus. There were three right there. So you know, are, are they mirroring reality? Or are they revealing what what's happening? All right, let me. I'm gonna give. I'll give them a, a, a little extra bonus to go with this. Um, there is a, uh, we have an underwater species of alien that lives in the oceans. And uh, in fact, they, there is a large community of them that live in the oceans up near Alaska. Wow. And, uh, and in that community there, these type of alien beings are, uh, they're both, they can breathe air, but they can also breathe underwater as well. They do have a head similar to a human, but then it's kind of like these flaps that come down, and it's almost like like a like an octopus little strings on their on mm -hmm. their faces. Yeah. There, that's the way it's been described to me uh, as far as how they look. Uh, and on and the reason I bring them up is because uh, this is when I got asked this biblical question because allegedly one of these uh, uh, and this is secondhand information for me. They came in, uh, they had had meetings with officials in our government. Mm -hmm. uh, now, when I say government, that doesn't necessarily mean uh, presidents, things like that. These are people behind the scenes. This is your deep state people. And uh, they were meeting with them and allegedly representing uh, the sun god Ra of Egypt, that he mm -hmm. was still alive and that they're, you know, they're, they're from what everything I was told, this was years ago, 
that in 2026 is when they will actually make their appearance here on earth. And they're wow. going to say they sent Jesus, they sent Muhammad. Uh, they're going to say how they did, built the pyramids, what the pyramids are really used for, which I'm already aware of all that information as well. Um, but uh, but in so doing, uh, that's where I kind of think of the octopus type of thing there. But uh, they really, I'm afraid this is going to cause a major shaking uh, if all this is really true and this does happen. Uh, and, and, and I can't say 100% that it will. Daniel, I don't know 100% for sure. But the, the bonus I want to throw in there, though, is if you want to look at movies that are based on, on true events that I'm aware of, the movie Underwater is based on a true event. Mm -hmm. uh, we did have a creature that came through the seafloor. Uh, it was off, of, it was by an oil rig, and but we actually killed it using our attack dolphins that we had trained. And the the creature looked very much like what you would see in a Godzilla movie, uh, and that's why it was destroyed. We're continuing to have these types of creatures appear uh, in the oceans and stuff because in inner Earth there are a lot of prehistoric and creatures that make prehistoric creatures look like babies uh, mm -hmm. that are out there. Uh, another movie would be, and I forget the name of it, but it's the one where they show, uh, I think you may have mentioned the name of that movie there. They have this type of device and they're able to go through it to another dimension. Mm -hmm. And uh, that movie is is based on a, a true story, although it's really, they, in fact, they show this alien creature that literally looks like what we would call a draconian, but draconians are much taller than what they show in the movie. I think they show him like muscular looking, lizard looking kind of guy, you know, but uh, he's only like maybe seven foot tall in the movie, whereas a, a real draconian is uh, closer to about 20 foot tall from what I've been told. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but the, the, what was behind that, 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 that we had actually discovered out in the Middle East, we discovered this type of some kind of device and they brought it back. They had this thing underground here in one of our bases here in America. And uh, and they were it was they, they couldn't quite figure it out, but they knew that it had some type of uh, frequency and that if you did a certain code on it, it would send out like a signal. Well, while the scientists were working with this thing there, they actually got a signal back. And then they had to determine, do they answer the signal or not? Right. In doing so, they actually, they did answer it, and they brought in a creature that looked like about an eight-foot worm that came in and killed several of the scientists uh, that were in the room and uh, before they could actually kill the creature itself. Wow. Um, and then, of course, they sealed off that entire <laughs> part of the... Uh, underground well, well there there had been creature eruptions uh the recent one out in las vegas where a, a alien craft landed near somebody's house and nine foot alien beings are walking around this guy's uh, uh backyard to to people catching some creatures on webcams not bigfoot but other type of creatures uh they keep kind of i call them creature bimbo eruptions but uh so it, it seems like supernaturally there's more things beginning to happen I, and i look at it like like a, in the movie armageddon with uh, bruce willis where initially small fragments are hitting the earth you know and then the big ones come and that, these little monster eruptions creature eruptions seem to be increasing in frequency because it seems like the big ones the big ones coming and i might be fr coming from the mothership on there but let me ask something do 
these alien species, you mentioned that they don't like us having nukes. They don't want us nuking the planet. I guess they missed out on Nagasaki and Hiroshima. Some people said it didn't happen. There's a conspiracy for you. Uh, and other people claim, in fact, we had a guest that said that there's no such thing as a nuclear weapon. But uh, uh, is there an intergalactic sort of non-interference pact, Star Trek-type pact to not interfere with uh, activities? Or, or are they manipulating the planet right now, preparing us, so they can inhabit it because they don't really like it the way it is. It doesn't fit their their design. The, the latter the latter part of the question is what it is, Daniel. They're wanting to take and, and terraform this planet to be more conducive to their own. And really the reason about the nuclear weapons is you got to remember, aliens also have a lifespan just like we do. Although for the most part, it's around 800 years, depending on the species, some 600 years. Um, and... The reptilians are considered to be the most aggressive of the alien species in the universe, and they also outnumber all other alien species there are. Uh, and from what the what I was told, we've we have documented about 135 different species of aliens that exist. Um, and so the 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 problem is though the reptilians have laid claim to this earth, and uh, they're fully planning on taking over this planet. And even though there have been other species that uh, in their federation that have said, you know, you can't do this, we're not to interfere with Earth, et cetera, et cetera. Hmm. They still, uh, they seem to not be willing to challenge the reptilians. And, uh, and, and I quite frankly, when I look at this, to me, it just comes to a biblical showdown. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, it, the scripture says things are going to come up upon the Earth that will cause man's heart to fail for fear. Uh, so mm -hmm. I have a feeling that we're dealing with things like that. And, mm -hmm. and, and like I said, going back to the nuclear idea of this, they don't want to die either. Uh, you know, so, I mean, there is risk for them dying. Same thing, like, for example, uh, that we have, our viruses on earth are toxic to many different alien species. Mm -hmm. That's why you don't just see aliens running around, uh, everywhere on the planet. Some people say, well, why don't we see more of them? We're toxic to them. And vice versa. <laughs> That's one of the reasons why they asked me about the DNA manipulation. They felt like that part of this whole thing going on with the, the COVID thing was to create a vaccine that uh, would actually make it to where we could uh, uh, coexist with one another. Although, uh, in a, if that is true, uh, and I don't say that it is, I don't know the answer to that, but uh, you know, if that's true, we've had a lot of people die as a result of that as well, mm -hmm. that experimentation. But I've also been told it's not the first time they've done that type of experiment either, mm -hmm. uh, trying to get where they could get a coexistence. But of course, they do want to take and eliminate a lot of the speed, a lot of the humans on the earth to begin with before they even start to even consider. Well, I, 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 well, I got I got, I got news from uh, the reptilians. Uh, I'm not going to give this planet up without a fight. Nope. <laughs> That's right. So I agree so, with you there. So they Absolutely. can they can take a, uh, you know they can do whatever they want to, but they're going they're going to with fight fight on their hands. You know they say that every time you, if somebody smiles, a reptilian pops a scale because they don't like that. All right, so here we go. Let's get a few more questions. We've got a few more minutes left here. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about Inner Earth? Inner Earth. Well, I've heard of so much about this uh, this particular subject here. I know that the Venetians are the ones that are there, and um, and that was something that was really brought up that was interesting to me one time as well. Was uh, we have Venetians that uh, that have inner work interaction with our own government, 
And uh, and the question was brought up one time though, why can't the Venetians that live in the inner earth, why can that why can they not leave inner earth? Uh, and nobody will answer that. There, for some reason, there is a group there that that is not allowed to leave in Earth. And I have wondered, could they actually be some of the original fallen angels that are imprisoned, and that's where they're imprisoned at? Um, I did a video many years ago about the the fallen angels imprisoned in Antarctica. And uh, but 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 there again, we also have uh, you have basically like when you go down where. Admiral Byrd went to where we hear the famous stories about what he mm -hmm. encountered. He actually went down there twice. And I don't know if that's really known by a lot of people. The first okay. time he went down, he met with the alien entities there uh, and demanded that they turn over the 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 uh, Third Reich, but they refused to do so. That's when he goes back down there thinking he could war against, uh, against them and overcome them. And of course, we got all that handed to us. Now, the reptilians, on the other hand, they don't actually live in what we call inner earth. They have subterranean uh, uh, cities, and they're connected to each other all over the earth, especially down in Africa, because they like uh, desert types of climates. Uh, we have uh, huge, huge underground uh, places there where they live uh, out towards Arizona, uh, New Mexico, and even under California, et cetera. Um, and uh, one reason, hence why we have our bases, some of those out there, which Dulcie being one of those bases there. Uh, so you have that. Now, the inner earth, too, I've, I've also been told the inner earth has large oceans that uh, that also have prehistoric type creatures in there and creatures that are not. We've never even seen the likes of. Um, uh, and I've told been told that there are it, it's it's an environment that's not even though they say it's a beautiful environment. It's an environment that is not very hospitable to humans. Uh, so that's about the best I know on those issues there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and it was interesting that, uh, some of the testimony on the Hill, they, the, the, uh, whistleblower, so to speak, said that the craft that they've seen will fly into the ocean as if it's not there and come out like, you know, they've, and so it seems, and a lot of people claim that mainly where their bases are is underneath the ocean. So, you know, then every once in a while you get some kind of weird, uh, uh, skeleton washing up on on a beach that looks like a mermaid. And now, is, is that just lore? People reading into that, or, or you think we got mer, mermaids and mermans down there? We we do. We actually there's a colony a colony of them that live off the not far from the coast of I think it's San Diego. Uh, there are wow. other colonies as well. Uh, I have been told that they because I actually wondered if they weren't you know when we read in the Book of Enoch where it talks about they sinned against the animals. Was yeah. that uh, one of their experiments? Because I know in Dulcie on the seventh floor, they still do experiments like that. Literally, the most horrible things you could ever imagine that I've heard about, where they splice a human with an animal or something like that, and they can and they actually are successful in doing so. And I wondered if that's how the mermaid got started. Uh, but I was told that uh, from what the individual that I know that that, that is in the know of this that uh, the answer to that was no, that they, that they did believe that they were like a prehistoric type beings, uh, but they've been here ever since uh, since then. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. And we do have uh, one or two mermaids who we actually have in captivity as well. Wow. I didn't expect to hear that answer. Well, what about this? Are there uh, mer-trannies? Mer-trannies? Mer Trannies. Mer-trannies. I'm not familiar with that term. Mer-transsexuals. 
Oh, mer trannies. Oh, you got mermans, mermaids, mer trannies. I've never, I've never asked that one before. Well, now that wouldn't that come from uh, the the days of Noah, the Sodom and Gomorrah? I mean, that's you know there could be some mer trannies down there. It could be. You could be. I have so, no so idea. So I'm breaking some news. One. I can break some stuff on here too, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. You've you've really oh, surprised God. me with some of your answers. It's really intriguing. Uh, man, you've you've got a lot more than I, than uh, I was. We were talking about. Uh, we've <laughs> we've covered every topic out there, and you're just you're just hitting it, man. This is this, Stephen. You're in fact you're what I call internet gold. Well, you know what helps is when you get somebody like yourself, Daniel. I don't, if I'm just doing my own video there, I'll forget 90% of everything I'd want to say. Mm -hmm. But you get a good person like yourself that knows how to interview, it just pulls on you, you know, and then it helps my memory to go back and remember a lot of the things that okay. I've learned. Uh, I know you've had uh, uh, Lieutenant Colonel, uh, what is it? Is SC? Greg? Yeah, Greg Grinchisk. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. He, when I, that's how I discovered your channel was somebody sent me a video of you interviewing him. Wow. And I, I was like, oh, my gosh, this guy knows everything I know. Mm -hmm. and, and then some, mm -hmm. you know, because now for him, he's firsthand. But, you know, when I would listen to him, Daniel, and I would hear some people say, well, you know, can you prove this? Can you vet this and stuff like that? And I'm like, you know, and he would say, how, am I, how are you going to do that? No, you can't. But I will tell you one thing. I know that man is spot on on what he says. Mm. Uh, wow. Because. You know, I, I've got some very high contacts, not just in our own government, but over in Israel as well. So I know a lot of the secret things that have gone on in the world. You know, now for me, it's not like him where it's firsthand, but it's people that I've worked with over the years. I mean, I worked in the government myself back in the 80s, mm -hmm. uh, which I didn't do that type of work back then. You know, it was a little bit different. But uh, and I've been allowed to work on some things there, you know, that, that helped me to know these things are not fake. It's really real. Mm -hmm. So. But yeah, when when you had the the colonel on there, he he is definitely spot on. Interesting. Uh, I, I can attest to a lot of what he says. Well, you know, as far as what I go, like, is, and it's like you say, and I know you've got to show yourself Israeli News Live, which we have a link to on our website in your bio section. Uh, but um, the ways you can sort of vet somebody is to ask them questions and then say like a follow up. And what I found with Lieutenant Colonel S.C. or Greg Rinsich is that he did not hesitate on anything i mean when i ask my question and, and and that's how you can kind of tell because if somebody has a story you know the, a prepackaged story well i've learned after doing this since 2003 how to go outside there sort of kind of move in and out of that right. and i've done it kind of with you tonight it's been great and you've been spot on and, and hasn't he, you haven't hesitated on anything either but when i go out if if he's continuing to answer out of the, any sort of prepackaged thing, oh, we'll talk about this. And I talk, and if, if there's no hesitation, is it, well, yeah, it's this. Well, that there, that's that. Well, this here, that's that. And that's what he did. And it's like, that's kind of hard to refute because he wasn't prepared for where I would take that conversation. And he had those answers. Right. So. Exactly. I'd love to get him on sometime. I would love to be able to interview okay. him as well. Okay. I'll tell you what, I, I can hook you up with him. That, that would be wonderful. Sure, so. Absolutely. You know, I mean, because that that just, you know, you, I would just, it'd just be interesting to see where the conversation would go, you know, mm -hmm. because there is, we, like I said, tonight, just because of the questions you're asking, it's bringing up memories for me that, you know, oh gosh, I forgot about that. And I'll, I'll think, oh yeah, yeah. Even, oh, one thing to mention, you mentioned mm -hmm. earlier, and I want to make sure I answer this one here uh, about the Bigfoot. 
and the the webcams and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That was something that was that, that I that was brought up as well one time because I was wondering, you know, well why don't we why aren't we able to capture them? Because the CIA has actually actively tried to capture them. We have the one in captivity only because he was in an accident where it nearly killed him and his family. And uh, and that's how we captured him. His family did die, and I don't know the background behind that. But at any rate, the issue came up about uh, these these big feet. You know, how do they evade not having uh, webcams and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. And I was told that for some reason, and we don't know. I know that the government really doesn't know how they're able to detect it. But if there's a laser beam out there or some kind of uh, electronic beam that they would cross, it would take their picture, they can choose to either let it happen or not let it happen. Uh, they're also interdimensional, mm-hmm. which when I say interdimensional, they say, you know, we don't know if they can go into another dimension, but as far as into what we call the ether, that's where that chameleon type of thing happens to where next thing you see them, next thing you don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know from the one we have in captivity, he can run more than 100 miles an hour. Uh, that sounds like outlandish, but we know he can run that fast. Mm-hmm. And we also know that their their capability to jump is enormously high. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I forget what I was told at one time, but I don't recall the, the exact number of feet. I, I want to say something like 30 feet into the air they can jump. So, mm-hmm. Something really crazy. Hey, well, uh, I'll tell you so, what, what, before we go here, let me show you a picture that I uh, took of a Bigfoot uh, uh, footprint here, and it was in uh, Yellowstone. So let me get out. I'll get out of the picture here, and then I'll, so you see it clear enough. That right there, what the circles yes. represent are uh, looks like the the ranger force rangers step there. The the middle part there is a is it was right in a mud pit at Yellowstone, and I have the that's the I think it was the the right foot. I have that left foot pattern, and there's also a, a juvenile. So either Either humans are walking around with giant feet in the mud pits of Yellowstone, which is they would throw you right out and arrest you if you tried that, if you could survive the hot mud. But uh, yeah, I mean, so what what do you do? There's evidence out. They do leave some evidence. Yes. And, you know, the thing is, is if if people, Daniel, if they ever listen to some of these uh, ones on YouTube where they're. They'll they'll tell the stories that some of these rangers are telling. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good friend of mine worked in the part of the government that actually has to review all the different documentations from the different agencies, uh, and then uh, he was part of the presidential advisory uh, on on a think tank there, where they go and they advise the president about things that are going on. And uh, and one of the things that was consistent was they would get stories in from different law enforcement agencies, including park rangers, et cetera, uh, whether it be about Bigfoot or whatever. And, uh, and of course, some of those they, they don't want the public knowing about, uh, especially one particular program that we had that went, that went completely haywire on us. And that's where we had, uh, it's, it's a super soldier program, but it was basically altering that super soldier into a different type of creature nearly. Um, And that program really went bad on us there. We didn't know exactly Mm. what was going to happen. They released some of those into the wild and they've been there long enough to where, because they had men and women both participate and they did, and they were able to procreate. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had tracking monitors on the, on the, on the one, but it literally is, I mean, it's almost like outlandish in my, my mind uh, to think this, but they literally were able to almost like metamorphose into something that was similar to uh, almost like a Bigfoot versus like a human. 
but they were using several different animal DNAs to be able to create this super soldier, uh, but it backfired. They never could get control of them. And just recently they talked about shutting this program down, which means basically uh, hunting down the individuals that are still in these forests here mm -hmm. uh, and eliminating them. Mm -hmm. So that's some crazy stuff. And I mean, that's like sci-fi type of stuff. I don't well, even know if I can handle that. Well, there's there also seems to be some sort of time element. And we, and we it kind of is relegated to back back when uh, the X-Files first came out, they showed the Mulder showed the, you know, he he would jump out of a car and put an X down on, a, you know, spray it on a thing to, to show there was a time missing time type of thing. That kind of happened to me. And listen to this story here, Stephen. So my wife and I are riding ATVs through the, uh, uh, the forests of uh, of Arkansas, the Ozarks, deep deep in the Ozarks, man. I mean, away from everybody, and we go across this little bridge, and then um, uh, we come back about I don't know ten twenty minutes later, and that bridge, I kid you not, had rock stacks on both sides. It must have been fifty on each side, and then down in the the, the rock strewn creek bed, as you see when you see creeks hundreds of rock stacks there's no way that that could physically happen in the time that we passed over that bridge where there was nothing and came back and we i mean we weren't looking for it we were just absolutely just floored when we saw it because it wasn't there because i'm very when i when i cross a creek every single 100 of the time i look in there and see what the water looks like it's just it's it's automatic with me i want to see if it's clear i want to see if there's any water there so every time i do so i always look and so they, I know they weren't there. And we'll come back. So that tells me there's some kind of time frame. And uh, I think there's a, on the Skinwalker series, they have a missing time thing with uh, where uh, they said that uh, they, there was a cow in the field. The, and an investigative group was walking away from the cows. And then they heard the dog bark, turned around, and a cow had his legs broken, was operated on. was miss, it, Right there, the cows that they just walked past. They turned around. Yeah. Now this, this cow w was taken abused and, and tor tortured whatever they do with them experimented on and drop down that can't happen in the time that they turn around and look there has to be some time element to it that, that they're able to speed through time i i do believe that that's something i'm going to have to ask about so i can get an answer on that part there i've not actually asked about that that particular issue before uh, i do know though when it comes to the rocks uh that especially when it comes to a bigfoot uh, for example, if, if you have a forestry company and they're taking trees down, you'll go along and there'll be rocks set on top of all the stumps of those trees. And it's a specific type of rock. I forget exactly what they told wow. me it was now, but it's their way of protesting. And one of the things that they said to me as well, that they believe from, from the way that the scientists have studied it and the government secretly, is that the Bigfoot was kind of like the Nephilim of the day but they were put here on the earth as, as uh, um, I guess, keepers of nature. Mm -hmm. uh, they say that most Bigfoot are not violent. They wouldn't harm you. But oddly enough, there is a redheaded version of the Bigfoot that they say is aggressive. Mm. So just, just for food for thought for people. <laughs> Well, that's a pretty good food for thought. Well, uh, uh, Stephen Benu, we're getting near the end of the broadcast here. Anything you'd like to say about your website or how people can get in touch with you, you go right ahead. Oh, well, thank you. IsraeliNewsLive.org is the easiest way. Uh, anything you do, if you go to Odyssey, you'd get Israeli News Live. My wife runs one there. Uh, and uh, 
Uh, we, of course, YouTube Israeli News Live, our website, IsraeliNewsLive.org. But, uh, but yes, if there's any way we can help, we, we certainly like to. I do have a teaching channel called Danoon Institute. Mm, okay. uh, and uh, that's kind of how we got started. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times I still put teachings over on Israeli News Live as well now. Mm. Okay. Well, Stephen Benoon, I appreciate you coming on the Edge broadcast. Can we have you on again sometime? Oh, would love to. Love to. I'm going to have to bring, drag you over here sometime if you go out and do interviews, Daniel. Yeah, Especially is. on this Bigfoot issue. You've got a lot more knowledge on that than I do. Hey, oh, yeah. I've got, a, I've got a few things in my in my quiver on that one for sure. Well, that, that would be incredible. Uh, I know a friend of mine was going to go up to Canada because there is a Bigfoot community that, from what I understand, that, that uh, and I don't know who's done it, if it's government or what, but they have been working their way into that community one of the first times ever. And I don't know if it's a hush-hush thing or whatever, but, uh, but yeah, we'll definitely, we'll get to, I'd love to have you on and, and, and go over okay. that issue with people with that for our, okay. our okay. channel. That, that sounds real good. Stephen, Stephen, I appreciate you coming on the show and we'll have you back. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you, brother. God bless you. You too.